What's up, bro? What's happening? Happy uh, Happy Friday. Happy Friday, the happiest day in logistics, bro. If you're done at this time, I mean, let's preface it that way. Yeah, well, let's back up a little bit. So I was telling Alex today, I was like, you know, let's try to start our show on time at once, you know, at 3.30. Alex like, no, on time on. at once, bro. Yo, Alex God, is like, I got nothing going on all day. No problem. What comes to 3.30, he's <laughs> like, I got a Florida driver. Something finally came up. I got to do. We got to delay it. So that's why we're starting. The carrier was uh, late, you guys. That's why we're yeah, starting. Yeah, carrier was late. No Tanu. Shipper didn't break down. I mean, here we are. All right, well, let's get into it. So, I mean, we kind of decided to do an impromptu show. Uh, Alex made a post yesterday, basically calling out a broker for canceling a load. And you know, he and I. Hey, hey, let me make this very clear. This did not happen to me. I was not involved in this. This was a situation that I agreed with. From the carrier side to the carrier it happened to. And I was willing to make this public from my account since it has a higher following. This was not my situation. This did not happen to me. This was not anything like involving me directly. Let's just like, I need to put that out there since it seems people might have missed that point. Okay, no, definitely. So why don't you just tell us, before we get into the part we disagree with, why don't you just tell us what exactly <laughs> what exactly happened in the situation? I mean, what do we disagree with, bro? What do we disagree with? When you cancel a load, even if it's a lie, like, I mean, I know you. Like, I know you as a person. I know you're not out here to, to lie to carriers, but if you cancel a load, you have to come up with, like, some explanation, right? Is that, is that not right? Or? Yeah, I mean a broker a broker should come up with an explanation. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I would say on the loads I did, probably one out of thirty or one out of forty, you know, was canceled by by a shipper. I mean, it's very rare that, that happens, um, and you know, it, it's wrong for it's one hundred percent wrong. We agree there for a broker to cancel it to try to get a better price. Honestly, from a broker's perspective too, like it's a gigantic waste of time. Like uh, I always, some carriers are like, "Am I the only one booked on this load?" I was like, "I don't have time as a cradle to grave rep to book three different carriers." Yeah, you have seventeen canceled. other trucks with the same yeah. recon as you, and they're all like, "Whoever gets it, gets it, bro." Yeah. So I mean, we agree there. I mean, it's not that we. I, you know, disagree with you in the in the sense that it's it's wrong where, where i disagree is i just don't think you know calling out a particular broker by name and you know going ballistic a uh, ballistic's the wrong word um about it is necessarily going to solve yeah, ballistic, is heavily, ballistic is heavily the wrong word this is not this is not an opinion piece this is not this is not a ballistic situation. This is just like, do you want to do the right thing? No. You call the company. Do you want to do the right thing? No. Are you going to end up on the on LinkedIn? Are you going to end up in the public eye? Like, do you not want to fix this internally? No, we don't. Okay, here we are. And I mean, I'm happy. I'm honestly very happy because if you asked me this 12 months ago, I said, hey, could you post this for me? 300, 100, 200 people would have seen that post. 10,000, 12,000 people saw that post in 24 hours. 
I'm happy. It's a higher so responsibility, I, though, when you when you have that, you know. Yeah, but okay, cancel me, bro. Cancel me. What are you gonna cancel, bro? Like, just cancel me if you want to cancel me. I want, like, I positioned myself in a situation where I was just posting memes that made fun of brokers. That's how I got here. That's where I started. That's the root of what I love to do is just make fun of brokers, bro. That's just. It, it makes me smile. It brings me a happiness to my week. And I'm happy to have gotten into a position where I've met amazing people. I've positioned myself to help, you know, people that might not have a following and might not be able to, to get these stories in these type of, in these type of eyes. But and, we don't disagree with talking about it. What, what I disagree is like, of telling the broker, hey, if you don't give me an explanation, I'm going to blast you on LinkedIn and then blasting them on LinkedIn. I, I just don't see that helping carrier broker. Now, talking about the issues and bringing awareness without putting names or things like that, I see as helpful, but I just don't know what necessarily. Now, you know me. You know me, and we had this conversation a little bit yesterday where you might have not known that this is not a common occurrence from for me, for my account, for, for the person that I am. I do not name names. I do not name companies. This, like you said, it's important to bring the general conversation to the public as a general topic and say, hey, who was right? Who was wrong? How do we learn from this? How do we avoid as a general sense? Now, you've already commented on my stuff. I've already explained it to you. If you want to go out and say you're a manager, if you want to go out and say you are training people and this is how you do business, I will, I will talk about it. This is not a college kid. This is not someone 30 days in the industry. This is not somebody 90 days in the industry. This is somebody with 12 years of experience in the company we're talking about. This guy is responsible for training numerous brokers, numerous entry-level people. I will call out the people that should know better. And that's what it is. He has to know better. Listen to this, Matt, if I was your carrier and I said to you, I canceled the load and you called me and I didn't answer the phone. So you sent me an email and said, hey, can you um, explain why you need to cancel the load? And I'm still hiding from your calls at this point. You can't get me on the phone. There's no phone, no phone. I probably need to recover it. So at that point, I'd just be like, whatever, they're not answering. Like it's wrong, but I got to recover and I go scramble to find another carrier. <laughs> but I, 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 my point with this is though, like, yeah, so I mean, say, say you did this. This guy obviously should know better. He's got 12 years and, and 12 and years in one company. God okay. 12, 12 years in one company. But what I think the domino effect of this is, this is why I've never, you know, the majority of time I've been on LinkedIn, I've been actively moving freight every day up until you know, the last three months when unfortunately I can. I thought you were, a I thought you moved trucks. 
<laughs> but my point is, I never posted like slamming a carrier, and like yeah. I dealt with spot freight, so like I was dealing with last minute loads. Like how several much hours, of your like, was spot was spot like a percentage? Was that, like, I, I never did an RFP or RFQ. I'd say fifty percent of my freight was same day, and the other fifty percent was maybe the day or two before. It'd be very rare I got a load a week. And, and it's funny because so many people ask me like, "Oh, you must know, Matt. You must know everything." I don't know. Literally, what you say on this podcast is what I know about you. And well, to tell you, fifty percent. I mean, yeah, we talk on the phone, but let's downplay it a little bit. That we like we talk on the phone mostly how to figure out the tech side of things, which is uh, which is like a small portion, but yeah. But let me finish. Bro, fifty percent of your freight is same day. Yeah, fifty percent. But I, let me finish my point here on this because, like, yeah, I think right. this is a key a key point. So. If you post this, you call this out. There are carriers and carrier companies that literally do the same exact unethical stuff to brokers. And what that post is going to encourage then the next time some broker gets screwed over by a carrier, or some carrier that's been in business 10 years, they're going to get to LinkedIn and start typing up XYZ carrier. No, no, blah, blah, no, blah, no, game, no, this, no, you know? no, 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 no. You it's know how we end. no 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 because you know you how we end, bro. I will destroy your entire conversation. You know how I'm gonna destroy it. You want to know how? I, I was you, here as a broker. If you did it, no, listen to this. Let me reverse it. If I did what this guy did to X carrier, I would be freight guarded. My company would be massively hindered, massively affected by a freight guard. For doing the same thing that the broker did, and this guy got put on a fucking LinkedIn post, bro. He's not even active. He doesn't read it. Suntech probably doesn't. It's gonna be like six months from now where someone from that company or that person even reads this post. Well, I'm not talking about them it's being affected. I'm talking about new the new broker, like some new broker is three months in the yeah. industry is gonna get on LinkedIn and be like. Oh wow! So next time a carrier does something to me, I should tag them on LinkedIn and you know start this whole Yo, thing. Tag every on carrier on LinkedIn. Tag every driver on LinkedIn because LinkedIn, it, it, LinkedIn. it doesn't affect them as hard as a freight guard does. It doesn't affect them as hard as a freight guard ever will affect them. Take but it to LinkedIn, take it to Instagram, take it to X, take it to Twitter, take it to anywhere you want. It will never a broker has never worked under the stress of a freight guard like that the carrier has i've been freight guarded not me personally thank god knock on the fake wood that's next knock to me. On wood. i've been through multiple multiple companies that have been freight guarded and i have come and sat on my desk the very next day as a freight guarded company and tried to do business no broker in America has ever felt what it feels like to be freight guarded. You guys crying and being so mad and trying to cancel people for a LinkedIn post? Bro, go work with a freight guard. Yo, try to book a spot market load off VAT with a freight guard. Uh, well, let's talk about freight guards for that. For, for a second here. Let's talk about freight talk guards. About talk about it. Oh, so we, we had a whole episode. So majority of brokers unless they have like severe anger issues or i don't know are not going to go and they might say they'll put a freight guard 
know, I was around people who say that, <laughs> right. but they never like, actually do it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they never actually do it. Seven, yeah, like 75% of threats of freight guards do not end up Yeah, so don't say any carrier that falls yeah. off is going to have a freight. Second to that point, a good broker, if they go on carrier 411 and see, oh, XYZ carrier fell off, like, use your brain as a broker to okay like, but did you you're not like oh xyz i'm never gonna book that like i'm looking for double brokering and i'm looking for theft i mean some of the other but bro, bro I'm, I'm sitting here as a freight guarded carrier telling you that they what run was the, the freight guard though was it double brokering bro, or falling off a load just give me like 34 seconds to explain this to you Right. I've One, been, two. I am a multiple freight guarded carrier, not like me directly. Like it's not like of my actions, the companies I have worked that have been freight guarded. This is how it goes. What's your MC number? This is my MC number. You have a freight guard click. That's it. But you don't have, you don't know. It doesn't matter what the type is. Listen, it you does. do not. No, listen, I had, okay, let me put it to you this way. You want it in the simplest terms. I had an accounting short pay dispute freight guard. The simplest, most basic, easy to operate under freight guard. 85% of phone calls go, what's your MC? This is my MC. Freight guard pops up and they just click the phone, bro. There's no explaining it. There's no talking about it. There's no being a human brokers at 3pls brokers in the megas do not read the freight guards now yes there are so many amazing brokers that are human beings where i say this is my mc hold up i have a freight guard can you please read it and yes they do read it and yes they do give you the freight and but as a whole bro i'm i'm telling you as a human eight out of ten loads will hang up on you the minute your MC pops up, Fred Guard, they don't read it. They don't want to read it. They don't care. That's how it goes, bro. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, I, I, I'm with Brandon. That, that Brandon's comment was exactly what I was trying to say. Like, I'm looking for double brokering and theft. I mean, those are those are the big things. If you have a freight guard for falling off, I know carriers are. Right, now you're with Brandon. Now read this. Read that comment out loud, please, bro. Read it out loud. Did you read the first one though? First, we gotta go of in order. Of course, I read it. Of course. Okay, here, read this one out loud. Just to be fair, read it out loud. I don't know, bro. I never pay attention to freight cards that say anything other than double broker. Exactly. Exactly. It's a great comment. It's a great comment. The best because comment. he's one of the two out of ten, one of the twenty percent that's a human being. He's doing his job correctly, but. Let's flip it, bro. This is this is eighty percent, bro. This is eighty percent. This is the spot market approach. But he's this not. What Chris is saying, I think, is he's not clicking in it to read the description, but he is clicking on like you can see without clicking in it. Is it double brokering? Is it fall off? Is it back soliciting? Back soliciting is another big. Bro, problem. let's put it this way: in the simplest terms, this is the comment that the industry needs to perform at. It doesn't matter about clicking on it. It doesn't matter about reading about it. If it doesn't pop up double broker, investigate. Now, with that being said, here is the actual market. Like You, you understand, like, it, it's so bullshit 
to hold someone on LinkedIn responsible for calling out someone on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on X. Bro, people are freight guarding companies that within, like we talked um, episode, what was it? Three, four, five. Um, no, it's Travis. With Travis, oh. you mean the episode? Yeah, yeah, with Travis, Travis. Yeah, no, and I, Bro, I just saw this comment. The freight affects the carrier minute one, hour okay. one, day okay. one. Okay. Let's, not, let's not get totally, totally topic here, but I, I do want to say I agree. The system needs Bro, to be I'm going to give you five minutes right now. I, so I agree. The five system. full minutes to, to bring up what you want to bring up, but I'm just going to chill here for five minutes because – I'm a little emotional. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit going overboard. I'm gonna give you five full Wait, minutes. So you have a phone call? Is that a is that a trucking? Is that why you're giving me five yeah, minutes? Some truck needs help, but we're doing a podcast. It's okay. <laughs> Everyone's loaded. They they they'll survive for one more hour. I'm sure. It's great. Uh, it's great assistance there. It's great dispatching. Assistance. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to see like that's the brokers are calling me, but we're we're not gonna answer that. So. Maybe put them on speaker, see what they need. Um, <laughs> but listen, I, think, I think they need a POD, but I have 24 hours. So in typical carrier fashion, we're not sending it in. <laughs> but no, I, I agree with you, dude. I think there, it's unfortunate that brokers have that much power to do it. I was just reading Greg's comment. And, you know, I'm not disagreeing with the, with the fact that that happens. I'm gonna read it. Let's put it up. Give me a second. One hundred percent delivery services. One low systems for care yourself, bro. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's the most basic fucking conversation we've been having. I think. Well, oh, he was saying that. Yeah. I mean, he, he's. I think he's agreeing with what I'm saying. It doesn't. It's not going to change anything by blasting. Yeah, yeah blast the bad broker and like the fuck that guy. I just don't think it will be effective in terms of action. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's my point. That's yeah. one of my points. Fair, fair, so, fair, fair, fair. It's just going to make Talk brokers want to do that to carriers on LinkedIn. Like, dude, if I was a broker back back when I was broker, I was still a broker. And that would happen like once every couple weeks when I'm dealing with, like I just telling you, 50% of my loads were same day. You know, I had some trucks three hours before and I had to get trucker tools on and immediately to see if it was going to make pickup. Like I had crazy stuff like this happen all the time. If I were to get on LinkedIn back then and be like XYZ carrier with 60 trucks in Chicago, this dispatcher for 10 years did XYZ and fell off my load and almost cost me my relationship with. Here's the question. Bro. Like, Here's the question. How many posts do you see about Swift, the Landstar and TQL? Explain it to me. How many I do you see, see a lot about TQL? I do not see many. Right, so you see a lot of posts like about the megas, right? And I disagree with that too. I mean, I, I disagree with that as well. I mean, there's a lot of like, I have a lot of friends from TQL and I don't have anything, you know, like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with bashing TQL over the internet. It's nothing new. No one's saying anything. Anything yeah, I, I mean, I don't agree with it either in a wholehearted sense. Are you smoking a cig on, on stream? Yeah, this is a cigarette. I don't live in Canada anymore. This is not weed. This is not like uh So I live in a country where smoking indoors is like very, very normal. And I figured it's a Friday show. And normally I'm like shaking at the hands to smoke a cigarette. So for this show, 
and to listen to Matt as a broker tell me I'm wrong as a broker. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I have decided smoking a cigarette is justifiable for today. Okay, okay. Did you ever hear, by the way, like now, did you ever hear from SunTech after that after that post? Did like anything get solved by by making by like tagging them? No, because you know what's the issue? You know what's the issue? Um it was an unsolvable issue. Because if that truck was not cleared for pickup within 25 minutes of being told the load is canceled, the load was already canceled. This was a very cancelable situation. So it came down to the fact that the carrier reached out to the broker directly, reached out to SunTech directly, and said, this is an extremely urgent matter. My truck is empty. My truck is good for on-time pickup. My truck is going to be where I said it was going to be within the time frame. I said it was going to be there. And if this was not solved, literally within half an hour, this load was already gone. The, it was your truck, but your truck didn't exactly like, I mean, it could be worse. Look, playing devil's advocate. I mean, I've heard stories from carriers where they drive two hours for a load, they get to pick up and the load's canceled on a Friday afternoon. So, I mean, it's not like you had it. It was messed up what happened, but it's, you could have had things a lot worse. Let's just put it in. Bro, did you dispatch your truck on a Thursday in, in South Alabama on a Thursday? Uh, Wyoming might be a little worse. Good thing you weren't in Wyoming. I mean, yeah, good Good thing I don't. You weren't on I-80. Good thing me and my comrades, as I would call them, do not put trucks in those places. Bro, Thursday is historically, statistically the worst day of the week. If Worse you than Friday take, afternoon? Yeah. I, oh, I mean, bro, if you don't solve your truck by Friday afternoon, you're asking for it, bro. You're asking for it. You're like, like, if you didn't solve Friday's truck Thursday evening after they've been loaded, I mean, if you're at 12 p.m. on a Friday, your truck's not covered in this market in the past 14 months, I mean, like, bro, that's, that's your fault. That's your problem. Like, that's... That's like an unavoidable issue. Like you didn't do your job correctly. And I used to work like weekend dispatch for, for mega carriers. And I'd have hundreds of drivers calling me Saturday morning. Hey, I'm empty. I need a load. Where's my load? And I would tell them like, I wouldn't even care about it. I'd be like, yo, your dispatcher failed you, bro. Like, like don't take this out on me. Like I'm just the guy here to pick up the pieces. If you're empty Saturday morning, your dispatcher failed you. Like, unless you got obviously like a tonu or a layover, like you can get some good. You can get some good freight on Saturday. I paid uh, a. Yeah. I paid eighteen thousand dollars. Now this is in twenty twenty two. I paid eighteen thousand dollars for a reefer load from Washington to. It was ending in Florida. But there was like five or six drops, and it was eighteen thousand. Eighteen thousand dollars. Um, now, actually, to correct it, I think I made a thousand off of it, so I think it was seventeen thousand was what no, I paid the carrier. Bro. But my customer at the time, Yo, one month wanted, was this? One month and year was this? This I was this was my first year in brokerage, so it was twenty twenty. You paid eighteen thousand dollars, and you still had a one thousand margin. Well, here's what happened. The customer didn't want to fly it there and needed a truck immediately. This stuff was delayed and there was literally no trucks 
around sitting wanting to do a multi drop team load, you know, and pick up at like four different places and drop off at five different places on a Saturday afternoon. We I had to pull a driver from like was it reefer freight? Yeah, seafood freight. Was it minus freight? Yeah, minus ten. Holy fuck, bro. I ran minus, minus 15 ice cream, bro. My best load in my entire life is 15,000. How you got to 18? God damn. That was a funny story, too, because this was like one of my first like Saturday loads with this customer. And I was Wait, supposed to go on a Saturday, bro. Yeah, I was supposed to go on a like, uh, we're going to go meet up with these two girls at, at a bar, me and my buddy, like from, I forget exactly the backstory, but me and one of, the guys I was working with at the time. And I'm like in the car in the driveway and I getting this like text, like, Hey, we need to do something with this truck and I had to cancel. And it was a, it was a nightmare of a uh, nightmare of a day. But when you do reefer freight, like that was just kind of the life at uh life. It was, you know, there was not like, it was kind of Bro, what's the night. Most expensive loan. Like, I don't need to know your margin on the load. Just what is like, the most expensive single line haul rate you've ever collected. That 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 one that was 17, 18,000. Nothing else was close. The closest I had to that might have been 10,000. Yeah, and bro. Like I was chilling in the carrier market, like the most dominant carrier market. And we had a joke that like we would have the Dragon Ball Z meme the minute someone in the office booked a 9,000 plus load. And it took a very long time. I mean, I was running LA outbound. I was hitting 86, 87, 88. One day it hit me. I was like, I'm going to answer this phone and say $10,000 to every single person that calls me until somebody pays me $10,000. And long story short, I ended up with 15 grand reefer minus reefer load. And, um, no, you but like, right? Yeah, bro. I used to work reefer flat, but I've done everything, bro. At this point, yeah, I like, feel like reefer freight would be hard for you. They'd be like calling you at like you know midnight, and you'd be like, "I'm in bed, guys. You gotta gotta call me back." You know how it works for mega carriers is that um we're not cradled to load. <laughs> like, bro, I go home at four o'clock, and my after hours guys there, and like there's always some support team. But um, I found in the companies, like, this is just a very big generalization, but in every company that will provide you an after-hours team or an update team, like, those are not the companies you're going to excel at. Those are not the companies that are going to pay you. Those are not the companies that you're going to make a difference at because they're already large enough. They're already sustainable. They're they're at a point where like you're just a guy you're just a, a girl you're just chilling there making numbers i found my greatest success in life comes from the companies where i am the after hours i am the guy at three in the morning or two in the morning or at nine if you had, you call me i'm gonna answer the phone and i think carriers need that term you guys have cradle the great we should have like here's somebody who had know. a fourteen thousand dollar load jason jason had it Oh, did you see 40% is in the house, by the way? Is that John Rogers who's on the podcast? Just says LinkedIn user. I mean, bro. That's probably John. He probably doesn't know how to work his, his phone, so it's probably showing no, no, up. It's LinkedIn. about like a privacy setting. And after, yeah, the, bounty, after the bounty we've sent out about John, I think he might have yeah. some higher John privacy. Rogers to specify. We're not talking about John 
Brewer from Hardy's. We're talking about John Rogers. John Brewer, John Brewer is like, like I said it on the last episode. If you looked at that guy and you talked to that guy for five minutes, there's no chance you would ever expect that guy's doing what he's doing. Like he's just on such a scale that like his like calmness and his insight and like you would just never expect that guy is doing what he's doing. You know? Oh, he's a super cool guy, super knowledgeable I too. Like, I love super, that guy. super knowledgeable. Hey, let's get back on topic though. I feel like we've gone go, gone way go, off. Go, go, go on your topic. So, so you still haven't like really said what you think you accomplished by putting that broker. We both agree what he did was wrong and not right, but we also both agree that like that happens to carriers and brokers on a daily basis that people fall off shipments, dishonest. I mean, it's part of the industry, unfortunately. Um, but like, how is putting that, how is that going to help broker carrier relationships? Uh, that's what I really want to. I've made the comment once. I've made the comment twice. I've made the comment 18 times. This is where it comes from. If this was a person, a man or a woman or whatever in between, that has been in this industry for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 360 days, one year, five years, you let it slide. Like you told me, like if every single bad experience ended up on LinkedIn or ended up in the multi multitude of, you know, like public media that we have at our disposal today, it would be a thousand posts a day. It would be. Here's where it comes from. If you have a decade of experience, if you are at the level where you say, there's no management above me to deal with my behavior. I am the highest level within this organization. You shouldn't be doing these things. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be on a LinkedIn post. You shouldn't end up on a LinkedIn post. You should not be anywhere near the stupidity that you're at with a decade of experience. And that's the thing. Did it change anything? I don't know. Was I contacted through the broker or the, the brokerage directly? No, I was not. Did it change anything? Who knows? Did it get me a lot of problems? Yes, it did. Did it get me a target on my back? Yes, it did. If one carrier is, is not going to have this problem, if one carrier gets treated better, it was worth it, bro. It was worth it. I, no, mean, I, I would agree, but I, I would think that... You know, and, and I agree. There's people in this industry, man, that have been in this industry 15 years. They're setting their ways. Like, it's unfortunate, but there's there's a lot of great people in this setting industry. Setting your ways is one thing. But nah. there's there's nah. unethical if people. There's double brokers you, out there. Matt, if a carrier told you I'm canceling the load because, and you called him and said why, and he said because, bro, you're you. You I've been irritated at carriers before. I'm not gonna sit here and like nah. it, but I did okay, not wait, wait, no no. Here's the question: Did a carrier ever cancel over with you because the reason was because that's it? Um 
as your honesty, they never said no, but I, I did have no. carriers. No, no, they, no, they, the whole, no, they, they didn't. The whole story. No, okay? they didn't. I, I have had carriers that say they're good for a load, and then the tracking just shows them somewhere way far away, or I never hear from them. They never pick up the load. They never even tell me they're canceling the load. That I would at least, if, at least if I'm told, I can react. Sometimes when you're cradle to grave, and there was days, you know, I had 15 loads yeah, in a day to cover, and xyz carrier just doesn't tell me that they're not picking up the load anymore i don't even that's worse than you know them just telling me they got a higher paying load because i didn't (laughs) you know so it's i don't know but what what i'm worried about is like you put that post out there and then some new broker's gonna see that and they're gonna be like the next carrier that does this to me Uh, i'm gonna screw over now and like just gonna get the wrong because you're completely right, everything you're saying. Bring it to me, or and I'll, I'll pretend I'm the guest that we don't have. Ask me how you would ask a random guest every single question one by one. Interview me for the next ten minutes. Come on, every single way you would like to ask. Well, I think I asked you the the biggest part is how do you how do you not think though that that's gonna look to new brokers and new carriers? It's gonna raise the animosity. Now, I agree. Talking about those issues. I think needs to be can help the industry. I'm just saying publicly putting someone on blast is going to encourage more carriers to do that, more brokers to do that. And our whole thing is just going to be a bunch of what's well, who can blast who harder on social media, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, have you gone on LinkedIn and seen like an Alex Bates, like LinkedIn post? Have you seen a Matt Dahl LinkedIn post? Have you seen an ex-influential human being like boots on the ground account LinkedIn post? No, you haven't because we're all doing good business. So at what point? Well, we all deal with bad business. Just because you're doing good business doesn't mean you deal with bad business. I mean, I could have posted... Bro, let's put it this way. Is it the the public's decision or the public's responsibility to protect people who do bad business from being put on blast? Or should you just do good business and you'll never have to worry about it, right? But I think there's a way to address the issue. It's not about protecting the person. I I don't really think this person probably even knows that you did it. It doesn't look like they have any connections on LinkedIn or active. Um, It's not about protecting the person. I think talking about what happened is fine. I just don't think naming, you know, I mean, a lot of people, as you said, 10,000 impressions or whatever saw your post. I mean, you don't know necessarily who, who saw that, you know, another broker, it's a great broker might be like, well, this guy might be a little unhinged on LinkedIn. I don't know if I want to hire this carrier, you know, like, and that's the point. And that's the point. If you like any single human being that watches this podcast at this exact minute mark, if you want to DNU a carrier who stands up against garbage brokers do it because that's going to prove the type of person and company you are 
more things going to prove the type of carry. I'm not showing up at carrier or brokers' offices with my equipment. I'm not doing stuff like that. And even stuff like that, justifiable or not, uh, like we have the, the disclaimer. If you are going to DNU somebody by saying they're unhinged by being mad about garbage business practices, you're probably doing garbage business practices. And I will 100%, me and my owner and my entire carrier company will welcome any DNU that comes from standing up to garbage. Because whoever DNUs me or my company about standing up about this, I don't want to work with anyways. And that's it. I am not scared. My company is not scared. Carriers cannot be scared. We have carriers. We have massive 100, 200, 300 fleet carriers saying you got to pick and choose your battles. You shouldn't go on LinkedIn about this stuff. What if they DNU your whole company over one agent? What if they do that? Don't work with them anyways. You, I'm positive. I am positive with years of experience. No, I see your point on that, that you might not be bothered. But what, what I was saying, the point is more of like a new broker, a new carrier, you know, might see that and think, oh, I'm going to call out the next company. Like, imagine, dude, there was, a Bro, 300 truck, there was a 300 truck fleet that had been around like perfect carrier 411, been around forever, I don't know, 20 some years. They totally screwed me on a load, lied about it, total disaster. Imagine me getting on there. XYZ carrier that has 300 trucks and this dispatcher, blah, 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 did that and blasting that all over the internet. And so what? And that guy should be fired. And that person should be fired. And if they're not fired. The company might be good. The company might be good. They have 300 dispatchers. Or did you diss the person? That's the whole I didn't do either because I have not dissed a carrier on LinkedIn. Um, And I I wouldn't. Yeah, but why not? Why not? I would rather just talk about the issues, say X, Y, Z, say, not say their name, but just say blank carrier. You know, I had this experience today. Like I like to tell stories. So, I mean, and I think it can be helpful. So, I mean, I would tell if it was a, you know, like an applicable thing, you know, then I would talk about it, but I'm not going to sit and name them on, on LinkedIn. But let's put it this way. Would naming specific people, Put them at a higher chance to be reprimanded, retrained. Like, would Do you think this guy's going to get retrained? Do you think Suntax going to see your post and be like, oh, we need to retrain this guy? Yeah, but what if there was 85,000 people that made that post? Do you think it would get retrained? Well, then the whole, the whole internet would be arguing every single day if there was 85,000. Bro, if there was 80,000 people that made a post that said this broker does bad business, would he get retrained? Of course he would. Of course he would. And that's the problem. I'm the only one calling him out. I'm the only one going on public record and saying this guy did bad business. Matt, you but can't... look at look at look at the company like there's a, a three letter company. We probably know I won't say it. Everyone goes on and bashes them and says the same thing over and over again. I've been on LinkedIn. Read that, Just read that, read that, please. Yeah, I, I I don't think they naming them. This. Yeah, okay, okay. You, you okay, one, uh, in one in your column. Um, one in my column. But like it, it goes, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Matt, I just, if everyone 
said nothing, which is what 95% of people are doing, nothing will change. It takes a growing number of people. You guys in America had an insurgence on your literal most protected like company building. And it brought a conversation. It sh- it's not the right thing to do. It's not the right way to do it. But it took that level. Uh, billboard? It again? took that level of problems for America to like look at something and think about it. If you sit by and don't name names, if you sit by and watch these things happen, it's just going to keep fucking happening. Bro. Yeah, but what I don't want to get into, too, is people then start putting things on the internet that aren't true. Remember, we had somebody want to come on our show. They, they claimed that this... So here, I'm going to tell this story. So a couple of weeks ago, Alex hits me up and is like, hey, this broker claims that this carrier double brokered their shipment and did all this and put a freight guard and they want to come on our show. I'm like, okay, let me look into this. So hey, I called the, call the carrier. Just give me 10 seconds while you do last story. I'll be right back. Okay. I call the carrier, right? You guys? And the carrier basically do some more research on it. This brokerage is about to lose their uh this brokerage is about to lose their bond. Like they're behind on bills. They have a lot of other issues. And the carrier was a really normal down to earth guy. I looked him up like what this broker was saying. There's a lot more to the story. And that's when you start getting into these bashing games and naming people on LinkedIn. I mean, there's often more times to the story. So, you know, if you, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of my take on it. Um, but, you know, Alex and I disagree. I mean, we, I think we do agree on one thing though, um, you know, that you need, you know, there needs to be more honesty and integrity on both the carrier side, you know, and the broker side. So uh, it feels a little weird, guys. I don't know. Alex just said he had to take a go away for a minute. So I don't know if he's going to take a call or um, I'm going to go see what you guys are saying in the comments. Awesome. Name is a start. But yeah. That was so awkward. I was sitting here. You just like leave the stream like mid and I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it to a lot of people because for the first one to five episodes, I was handling it. But um, basically, I'm like a big person. Not not, not saying like I'm obese or I'm fat. I'm a big guy. I'm like six foot five. I'm like 250 pounds. I drink like four to eight liters of water. In a work day, like, for I, I visit the bathroom on a two to three times an hour basis, and I, I man, that's it, and that's it. Like I just, I was trying to figure it out. I can't figure it out. Like I just drink too much water. But let's get into this, Matt. Let's get into this. Okay, I got one last point to make quick. What about all the good reps at SunTech too? If you blast a blast a company like that, it's the same thing with the three letter company, like that people always talk about. There's a lot of good people, a lot of people I respect there, you know, like just because one person doesn't make it a bad company. And I think then, you know, that's another thing that these things let me find it. Let me find the answer to your question. Give me a minute to screenshot it. You mean you're gonna find the answer? It's your opinion, so like yeah, yeah. It's my opinion. It's my opinion that's written down and like etched in the history, and I would like to show you the screenshot of my opinion, where it cannot waver, it cannot change, 
And if you would love to give me 25 seconds, I will come up with the picture. Okay, it's too much work to, to find and reformat it. This is the point. I have no hard feelings towards any brokerage in America. And if I make a post that shines a light poorly on a brokerage in America, 100% of the time, it will be directed at an agent or person within that company. I have stated on public record, I have no issues with the brokerage as a whole. It is a very large company. It is very difficult to regulate a company of that size. And nobody in the world should hold a negative opinion about a massive corporation due to one person or two people or 10 people yeah no we we i i agree i agree 100 with that there's no reason to say suntech is a bad broker because one guy sucks there's no reason there's no reason to say police there's no reason for the saying all cops are bastards there's no reason because one out of every 85 of them suck there is no reason to hold an organization responsible for one person's actions. And that is. And let's go to a different point, too, because there, there's dispatchers that have probably lied to me about, you know, where their truck oh, yeah. is at. Oh, yeah. you know, and, you know, different things about about securing loads. But sometimes people just have bad days, too. You know, maybe this guy, you know, was, you know, had his wife found out his wife was cheating on him. I, I, I don't know the same day. I mean, that's a wild example. I don't know why I use that example, but uh, <laughs> you know, maybe there was something like going on in his personal life and he was having a bad day and there was a legit reason the shipper canceled it. And he just was having a bad day and didn't want to deal with you. Cause sometimes when a broker tells a carrier and the shipper really did cancel the load, they think you're lying. So maybe he was like, you know, I'm having a bad day. I can't just, get on the phone with this guy and you know so i mean give people the benefit of the doubt too i mean people are people you know i mean how many carriers cancel over with you because what do you mean because because, because. Well, maybe he maybe there was a reason he just yeah, how, just yeah. answer that just answer that yes or no like did a carrier cancel over with you because oh i mean sometimes they say hey i have to cancel this load you know, and I would just say, okay. I mean, there's times I didn't ask a reason. I and mean, there's times I've, unfortunately. There's the biggest point where you and everyone on your team is completely right. Am I entitled to a reason? No. Does the reason change the fact that my truck is now empty without a load? No, it doesn't. Does any of this matter? No. Well, some no. of it does matter. I, I would say some of it does matter because, I mean, these are issues. Yeah, that we're talk about. Shit, bro. If a carrier or a broker cancels on one another, the truck or the load is now recoverable and does anything change? No, it doesn't. But do we as human beings have a responsibility to be humans, bro? Like, do we have a responsibility to at least be open and have a discussion about things. Yes, we do. My truck is now empty. I'm going to recover. Your load is now without a truck. You're going to recover. Does anything change about the future? No, it doesn't. 
but is that how we do business is that how this business should be should be run no it's not i mean no it's not bro like but what about the fact maybe he no. had a bad day like maybe my, my crazy example his wife cheated on him and he didn't have time to tell you the real reason like he's probably sitting on linkedin being like my day got 20 times worse because i had the worst day of the year and then you know some carrier went there and bashed me and that's an extreme example but i'm just saying like i tried to think because i used to get into it with, with dispatchers and they canceled a load on me last second i used to be terrible at this and that's you know i would like spend 30 minutes on the phone arguing with them and then you ever afraid you had to carry no i didn't have the power you to ever afraid carry anyway. afraid that's ever. the thing that's the thing that's you don't understand ever. either at a big companies an individual broker does not have the power to go freight guard it has to go up the chain and someone has to approve that so some angry broker can't just go do a freight the, the freight guards that get done for those things are like when two people own a company and they can get a carrier 411 profile most of the big companies it has to go through a even medium-sized companies has to go through a chain i can't just decide hey broker matt one out of 150 just said the carrier x you know fell off his load so we're gonna go put a freight guard report like it doesn't have, it doesn't work that way but how does this Okay, let me ask you, like, um, I mean, yeah, it's a question. It's just a basic ass question. Okay. There's carriers in America. I don't know what the number is. It's a large number, bro. Most carriers in America are a one-to-five truck operation. You can brush it off as, like, yo, this carrier sucks, and you just write it down, and you never think about it, you know? Like, this carrier sucks. I'm not going to use them again. I'm not going to freight guard things. I'm not. Oh, I'm there's not. tons of internal notes in the system at Broke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah, but listen to this. How does it go like this? Like, like, just answer this question. Are there more mega brokerages that people are like kind of, you know, like forced to use rather than the amount of mega carriers people are forced to use? You said that people are forced to use mega brokers more than brokers are forced to use mega carriers. How many mega brokerages are there versus mega carriers? It depends what you define as mega. I mean, it depends on your definition of mega. We're going to get into semantics. semantics Let's say, say, like, just for argument's sake, that, like, TQL, XPO... Bro, you already know. It's Robinson, it's Robinson, Robinson, JB Hunt. Bro, those ten companies control a market share of this industry more than probably ten thousand broker or ten thousand carriers put together would even have an effect. So, how do you go from saying let it roll off your back because there's fifty thousand more carriers? to being a carrier and you're getting treated like this by the 10 largest brokers that own 80% of the freight. Well, you're being treated that way by maybe individuals, but sometimes smaller companies can be worse, man. Like, and this is from a carrier and broker perspective. Like everyone's like, Oh, it's all the mega companies. But honestly I had, you know, equally some bad experiences with small carriers as it did mega carriers and just like carriers I talked to I, I agree some awful stories about like Joe sitting in his cabin out in Wisconsin who's owned his own MC for 20 years and he you know sits there and just rips off carriers all day and then sits there and hits 
send freight guards, send freight guards. Just Joe sitting in his cabin in Wisconsin, you know, and he has a, you know, ability to broker freight, you know, like it's the same way with carriers, you know, I had a well, let me put it this owner way. operator hold a load hostage, you know, I mean, if you put 10 carriers on a piece of paper, would they cover anywhere near the market share that, that 10, 10 of the biggest brokers would cover? I mean, probably not, but I, I mean, probably not. So now we get into a point where we have way less brokerages and way more carriers and those way less amount of brokers have way more power to hurt the way more amount of broker of carriers and what are you supposed to do bro why are we as a community okay with a bullshit freight guard more than we're okay with let's call it a bullshit linkedin post why is that the culture that we're at? Oh, I think both. both are both are not a good idea. Both are not a good idea. But oh, yeah. no shit. but I mean, I think you need to pick who. Like, I have a buddy who's a he owns fifteen trucks. He used to do a lot of my reefer loads. So he used to sit here and complain about these two top ten brokerages, the mega ones, all the time. Be like, I'm never working with them again. Blah 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 blah. They did this to me. They didn't pay me this. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And You're we're sitting on the phone them. two months later, and he's like. Yeah, I just saw a really high paying load from the same one he was complaining about. And he takes it and then something bad happens. And I'm like, I finally told him, I was like, let's just call him, let's call him, I don't know what name. Let's call him Matt. His name's not Matt, but I was like, Matt, what are you doing, man? You, you're doing these same problems. Like, why don't you just book for $100 or $200 less, you know, and not have the issue? Because if they don't pay you detention, they, do a false claim, any of this, it's not going to matter the extra $200 you made on that load. Um, and that's where I think you got to really pick your partners, you know, well, um, you know, if you're a carrier or a broker, because the more you do that, the more relationships you form, we haven't talked about this at all for 51 minutes. I mean, the less problems you're going to have like this, you know, bro, bro, I'm listening. There are, an infinite amount of carriers that are sub 10 truck fleets. Yeah. I agree. There are 20 to 80% less brokerages than there are carriers. I'm not educated on the number because I honestly don't give, give a, a hoot, bro. If you look up, brokerages if you go on dat and you are a spot market carrier you will more than likely haul freight for less than 20 brokerages if you are a broker on dat you will likely haul thousands of carriers with the same amount of freight but I think that's a problem if you're solely relying on DAT. Like I have another carrier friend. I actually might come on the show sometime. Like they're they're surviving and doing quite decently well in this market because they built one or two relationships and their 15 truck fleet is solely hauling for those one or two relationships. One's a broker, one's well, a director. The they're not, they're not sitting ago. on the board, you know, like you know, explain this to me. What is Chicago to Louisville, Kentucky worth in a drive-in? And drive in? I have no idea. I have no I idea. Hauled. First of all, I didn't haul that lane. Second of all, most of my freight was reefer. 
I hold all the load. So I held 13 Chicago to Louisville, Kentucky's for eight thousand dollars. Now explain to me the carriers that were tied up and dedicated. There's a zero percent chance that they were even at three thousand dollars on that lane. You have mega carriers that people are not aware of that I've worked at that book 99.9% of their trucks on the spot market. That is how it works. Mega carriers booking 99%. I, I Someone in the comments can correct that, but I don't believe that they're booking 2,900 of their trucks. They, they get to have contract rates, a lot of the mega carriers. They, they have a small percentage. 3,000 truck carriers booking 3,000 Please comment in on this. Does anyone else believe that mega carriers with three, four, five thousand trucks, etc., are booking ninety nine percent of their their freight on the spot market? So uh, who's going to know better? Who's going to know better than the person that dispatch trucks within that carrier? Ninety nine percent. You maybe ninety nine percent of their trucks that you worked with, but mega carriers truck fleet was booking three thousand loads a day on spot market. I mean, I guess I'm missing a little bit of a little bit of display. It's shock. It's a shock, right? Because how are those companies surviving today? How are they surviving today? They're surviving today from the money that they made on the spot market two years ago. They're surviving from the least to own predatory practices that they're doing. They are cutting rates. They are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. You would be literally amazed at the amount and the the scale of carriers that are yeah look, look at what brandon just said that's exactly what i was <laughs> and that's true there's not a there's not they're not sitting there running running a hundred percent spot freight when they have three thousand well, i've personally worked at three carriers that had which combined. mega carrier? Why don't you just say the name? You don't work there anymore. Which mega carrier? I have ten thousand trucks within three MC numbers. That ninety-five or more percent of the trucks ran on the spot market off the AP. That is literally most of my job experience. Is thousand plus truck fleets running on the AT. So I well, mean, you're changing your story a little bit. At first, it was a three thousand truck fleet. Now it's I had a one. I said three MC numbers. One had three thousand. One had two thousand. One had fifteen hundred. That's around seventy five hundred trucks running only on the AT. Only the AT. Literally, only not one dedicated lane. I mean, like they had. You think like, you're doing that in this market, though, because I mean, I don't even think they are doing it in this yes. market, bro. They are. But if you have that many market. trucks, you can you can get contracted freight. It's impossible it's to gamble. build that it's many not trucks. Fun. It's not much. a gamble. They build relationships with brokers. But if they're building they, relationships, have, why are you saying it's all in the spot market? Then they have contracts. No, they're building relationships that say, "I have two thousand trucks." If you have, let's call it, I mean, here, like I'll use like a proper example. We had Tulsa, Oklahoma to Green Castle, somewhere, South Carolina, North Carolina. It was run at a rate way above spot market. We ran 50 of those a week 
And if your truck was anywhere near there, it was instantly booked onto them. This was a 3,000 truck carrier not having a single dedicated lane. That's the truth. If you want me to go find the actual owner of the car, I'll bring him on the show Monday or Tuesday. There are thousand plus truck fleets. Yeah, I'd love to get you get, get someone on the show with a thousand plus trucks, like verifiable on Carrier Four One One, and I'd yeah. love to hear them on the show tell me that they book a thousand of their trucks only on DAT. I, I would love to have that show, bro. I've okay. You want me to name the names here? Let's do it. Let, let's go. Let me name the names for you. I gotta, step, I gotta step away for a second, uh, anyway. So you name the names, and I'll be back. I'll, I'll leave you solo, like you left me about ten minutes ago. Yeah, because uh, uh, talk talk to the audience for uh, the washroom breaks are needed sometimes. You know? <laughs> As Matt was saying, he's very skeptical that there's thousand truck fleets running on DAT specifically. Um. As most of LinkedIn, like to the best of my knowledge, is brokers. The reason I got into LinkedIn was because there wasn't any carriers. There there was just a subset of brokers clowning on carriers. And that's what brought me into this game. Now, from my experience, I have worked at one, two, three carrier companies out of five two of them have been small companies sub 50 trucks three out of my five personal experiences put together have almost ten thousand trucks these three carrier companies have outsourced their dispatch 100 every single dispatcher works in a different country than america and between these three carriers I've personally been involved with have over 10,000 power units, truck units, trailer units. Every single load that this these companies do are on the spot market or from brokers that they have done business with in the past. So you have 10,000 trucks in America that have never signed a dedicated contracted route with three carriers. And that's three that I know about. Now imagine all three of those are based out of Chicago. Imagine the scope of carriers based anywhere in the world. Imagine how many power units are run off of DAT and broker boards as a whole. I know almost 10,000 trucks in America personally that are run on the spot market and only the spot market. Well, there's a difference too of running, in my opinion, of running on the spot market and running on DAT load boards. Like I had freight that was spot freight, but I had regular carriers I would call and I wouldn't go on the boards. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're interpreting that they're sitting on DAT calling loads all day for 3,000 trucks. I mean, Let's say you have 3,000 trucks, 400 of them on Monday get booked from a broker you've run loads of before. That leaves you with 2.5 thousand trucks to get booked only on the AT. Imagine that. I've sat in those offices. I've been 
in those offices with access to all 2,500 trucks locations. And I have watched 2,500 loads a day be booked spot market with Raycons filed in a cloud. I've done that. I've been there. It's insane to me. And the amount of problems that you find on the AT in 2,500 loads, it's, it's unimaginable. Oh yeah, I would I would have a I would have a massive uh, massive headache, massive headache with that. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting uh interesting market. Are you gonna go to the broker carrier summit? When and where? I'm not sure. I saw the comment. On yeah, that. I saw the comment. <laughs> oh, you're laughing, but like you know, I'm. Oh yeah, it's like the broker broker, broker yeah, carrier yeah. summit. Yeah, no, it's like a really good idea. Like just when and where. And like I might attend just at the point where it's like you can stop in Minnesota and hang out with me on the way. Bro, like we have to have a point to all of this, you know. There has to be a quantifiable like there was like an objection about publicly calling out garbage brokers. And there has to be in the next five minutes like a solution or like a change of opinion you know like we can't end this podcast you have to change other people's minds i mean we can agree to disagree i don't think you're going to convince me that like publicly shaming brokers or carriers or you know anything is really a good idea you know i i don't think you're but i mean I respect your opinion and I, I understand some of your reasonings of why, you know, um, but I don't know if we're going to. I'm going to leave you guys with a pretty interesting situation. This comment, if you read this comment out loud and you want to talk about large carriers as a whole. The comment just went away. So Yeah. I, I mean, I put, I mean, you can read it here. I'll give you like, like, bro, you better not be like a slow reader. I'll just give you like, half a minute to read that the basics of the call he's right he's right i mean it, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense it's not that he's wrong it's not that he's wrong but listen to this there's a carrier company that is a two to three to four to five thousand truck fleet at this point and they have advertisements in the country i'm living in at our largest airport outbound airport and they book 95% of their freight on the AT. You said it was 99% earlier. It's gone down to 95. I'm going to let you sit with that, like, that amount that it matters. You got to get these guys on the show, man. That'd be a great conversation. You know, that I think you should get these guys on the show. Bro, if you want me to get the guys on the show, I get the guys on the show. But that's not even the point. I think there's people in America that don't understand that let's call it nine out of 10 loads are being booked and ran by people outside of America. Nine out of 10 carrier companies are running only on the spot market. And it like, like this comment, like let's bring it back up. This is not the right way to do business. And I have thought deep down inside of myself, how have these companies gone to the levels that they've gotten to with like a blatantly broken system? 
there's no way you can start with five trucks in 2010 on DAT and end up at 2020 with 3,000 power units. It does not make sense. It is not the right way to do business. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. But here we are. I've worked in those companies. I've sat in those. I've been in offices where I'm one out of a thousand dispatchers. There's a thousand. There's a leaderboard in every office that connects every office together and highlights the top twenty dispatchers by revenue and rate per mile. With a thousand dispatcher fleet. Where were you in that? Where were you in the ranking? I was always uh, within the first page. <laughs> first page? Yeah, I've been a first page type of guy. So you were the first page type of guy. Okay, so. I'm a first page. Type Why did you of leave guy. that company? First page at um, a mega carrier? I mean, there's got to be some story here. I mean, the story comes down to. Um, performance versus um, compensation. It comes down to morals. It, it comes down to the fact, how do you grow a five truck fleet to 3,000 in 10 years? I mean, I'll let you do the math, but. Um, <laughs> what kind of cigs are you smoking, by the way? I mean, we got. Uh, I'm out Are you, you a Marb Red guy? Are you a Newport guy? No, Winston's? We got Winston, Winston's. We got Winston Gold Blues oh. over here. Cigarettes are three dollars a pack, so that's why I like where I live right now. How many cigarettes do you smoke a day? Um, if you asked me that question ten days ago, it was about fifteen. If you asked me that question yesterday, it was about thirty-five. So, um, so this this situation directly impacted your health too. You smoked about twenty more cigarettes. Oh yeah, no, I was going from like I could crack a pack at seven a.m. and be chilling till the next seven a.m. And um, yesterday, I opened up a pack around 3 p.m. local time, and uh, I was out of cigarettes by 10 p.m. local time. <laughs> and that's that's not good. That's the market. That's how it goes. But I mean, Matt, listen to this. You're working. You're the best at guest. Um, how do you say that? I don't know. Acquisition. But what's the I right? I wouldn't word? say I'm the best at, at guests. You've, you've gotten one or two of our guests that have been good. Yeah, but I want to say acquisition. What's the right word there? There's You're a talking about idea. scheduling guests. I, I don't yeah, know. Requirement, I guess. Uh, well, listen, I'm going to do my absolute best to find the mega carriers that I've worked at or know about to come on the show. Because I think people are really underestimating the fact that, like, bro, I know of 10,000 trucks in America that run on DAT and only DT. No truck stop, no broker boards. DAT supports 10,000 trucks in America that I personally know about. Now, imagine how much bigger that number is. And imagine the fact that everybody's saying, find direct shippers, find direct this, do your own stuff. Imagine the fact that there's 10,000 trucks in America that run from an overseas dispatcher off of DAT. It's a large number, bro. It's, I think that's why, I mean, I think they're more danger going out of business doing it that way. I mean, especially in this market. I mean, it's a up, up and down. Up and, the, the best freight that I had that I was giving to carriers was not ones I'm putting on the load boards. 
you know, I'm going to risk. If I, if I had a carrier, I didn't know I was going to try to negotiate the lowest rate. Most now if it's a carrier, I knew, um, you know, that a relationship that was a different story. Um, but I mean, bro, like, do you believe we've already been on for an hour and hour and 10 minutes? No, I can because I mean, we need to end the show in some type of like a lesson. And I think the lesson would be that like, and not that mean you aren't friends because like, I would very much say that mean you are very much friends at this point, but we're heading into episode 10, which would be heading into hour 10 or 11 or 15. And I think if we could leave people with something would be like you said, my opinions are not the opinions of the show. Your opinions are not the opinions of the show. Neither one of our opinions are the opinions of this show. And or the opinions of carriers and brokers. Like there's opinions yeah. you have that other carriers don't. Opinions like it's just just us talking about our experiences and what we think. Like we're probably to put it bluntly, we're probably some of the least, I wouldn't say least, but we're we're probably the lower half <laughs> I of all experiences. I, like I mean I, I mean I, I booked in the thousands of loads and same, same have, same have you, but I mean, there's people who have been around the block, you know, doing this for 30, 20, 30 years. So we just kind of have fun and you know, share what we kind of, what we kind of think. So and don't take our things as fact, you know? No, I mean, it really comes down to like, it is what it is. And I mean, I've had my posts boiled down to one thing. And in my opinion, it only boiled down to one thing that I cared about. People have said calling people out directly is the right thing to do. But the consequence of doing that is not worth doing the action. And where I come down to it is if any brokerage wants to do not use my company for the actions of their company. That's going to speak more about their company than it is about me, the person. And at the end of the day, your intentions were pure. I mean, let's just say yeah, you had, you had yeah. good, you had good intentions. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that. Let's let, let's end on let's end on a fact that your intentions were were. Pure. Let's end on the fact yeah. that I don't do anything maliciously. I don't do anything to harm anybody. I just want to shine a light on things that I think are not right in the industry that I love, because this is an industry that I love, and I think people really need to understand. Me and Matt are not the best of friends. Me and Matt are not. 15 year old acquaintances me and matt have started a platform that we wanted to start together but that doesn't mean that we're friends that doesn't mean that we agree with each other that doesn't mean that we support each other's opinions it just means we found a mutual place to take part in a mutual discussion that we want to be a part of and I've had so many DMs where it looks like Matt's my best friend and I'm his best. Matt doesn't agree with most of what I say. 
And oh, I and, would say that's a little bit of a stretch. I would say we agree on. I would say we agree on more than we disagree. But yeah, yeah, I like can that. We, can we tell the audience about our chess playing too before we end the show? Actually, so hey, so I used to be like a not like non nationalist, right, or provincial. So like within my my. Uh, how do you guys say? You guys say states, but for us, it's uh, provinces, provinces. So I'm like a provincially rated chess player. I was like, I'm good at chess. I have played Matt in about five to eight matches of chess. I've never won. Matt has given up most of his time. I've never won. I have dedicated multiple days and weeks of my time to learn chess, and there's no chance I'll ever be as good as Matt. And I think between these hard conversations, me and Matt have learned to agree, like he said, more than we disagree about almost every aspect of life. And I mean, to whoever's still here, like, thank you. And the support we've gotten is immense. And we've even gotten uh, that. We that have, lady that lady drew us a picture, bro. She drew us so nice. Oh, yeah. That was cool with the notes from the other that show. That was my favorite. Yeah, I, I was that. just saying that it's kind of ironic that we both played both played chess. That's why I was bringing up the... Uh, no, I uh, love chess, but Matt is way better. Matt is way better. Sorry. I don't think if, there, if there's ever a chess tournament and it's about money and it's being me and Matt, like only about on Matt because I'll never win. <laughs> oh, man. All right. But... um. Let's yeah. call it a Friday, bro. Let's call it a week. Well, let's recap what we got planned. We're going to do some of the rescheduled, some shippers. We also have a cold storage owner coming on. should be next week. So we should have a two or three episode week next week. We're going to reschedule Tony and Jose. Um, and we're also going to have an owner of a cold storage on warehouse, which I think is uh, something a lot of people want to hear. And then we have a recruiting episode planned in the next couple of weeks as well with some heavy hitters in that. Uh, in that space i think we should sort of clarify that like matt is the guest side of things i'm more no so you've gotten guy. one or two i i, I do do most <laughs> of the guests, but you have gotten one or two of our guests you did yeah, get I mean, you, keep throwing, on. you keep Cos throwing me the credits but matt is really the brain behind the content that the people watch i mean no, but dude, you're not giving yourself enough credit either. You guys don't realize I can't draw a stick figure. I'm terrible at art. I can't figure out like my basic camera. If it wasn't for Alex, the show wouldn't yeah. wouldn't exist because he does all of our YouTube, all of our background music, everything like that. Figures out our stream yards, how to do all that. I have zero clue about the most basic basic technology. Um, so um, we just both have our different parts but you've gotten guests on here don't say 100 percent of it at this point i i like working with you man i'm happy about this show i'm happy the traction we've accomplished i'm happy to be doing anything that involves trucks and logistics and I mean, it's a great end to a week, man. I'm happy to end our show here. This is awesome. That is what it is. Like, it's awesome. And I'm happy to be here. And like Timothy Doner said, the easiest part of a podcast is to click play because the behind the scenes is really it is, it is some work. Dude, we are probably the most disorganized podcast. And I think <laughs> I say that in a like good way. Like, we just say, hey, we're going live and like, tomorrow or today we just decided to go live or like 
we don't have like all these podcasts are like set times nine o'clock noon like we just have like a random hey, hey it's thursday it's 2 30 today or tomorrow is going to be this time like we're like the most disorganized but like it's fun that way so i mean i think we've gotten the community feedback where it's like none of this we didn't start any of this for any other reason than like we enjoy we enjoy it we enjoy the everything about it, it, yeah, we it want to be different. I, mean, I, I think we started too i mean to talk have real conversations unscripted you know kind of be you know different in that sense you know i mean i think live is it's it might be a dif differentiator it might not be but i mean i've gotten flack for not researching guests i've gotten flack for this oh I, I got so many <laughs> you should tell anybody who wasn't here for that so we get on the show with john john brewer earlier this week right and i told alex before the show hey john's the director of distribution at hardy's um carl jr you know green taco all well, this guy only said carl jr and, and he gets on the American. show and says Harvey's in Canada. He's like talking to John, thinking he's in charge of the logistics at Harvey's, some Canadian restaurant. And I Yo. got like I got a couple messages. Doesn't your co-host research who these who these people are before they come on the show? I'm like, no, bro. bro I gotta put this out there on like a live situation. I am not American. My mother is American. My mother's family is American. My dad's family is Serbian. I was born in Canada. My entire life is as a Canadian. I have never heard of Hardee's. So Harvey's I, is bigger in Canada than Hardee's? If you would want to scale Harvey's burgers in Canada, I would equate it to Kentucky Fried Chicken. It is as big as KFC in Canada. You cannot enter a normal size city in any part of Canada and not see a Harvey's. And I have never in my life seen a Hardee's. Mm -hmm. So I think we all need to give me a little slack that I am not an American. I am not up to date with American, you know, standards. No, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I do think it's pretty funny to go in a different direction. So we have a guest coming on later this week, and I have to talk, have a Teams meeting with them just to – we don't do anything um, scripted or anything, but they just want an idea of what we're going to talk about. It's a pretty large company. And I hey, am just doing – We found the guy that knows who Harvey's knows it. Anyways, who Harvey's is. Yeah. So, I told Alex, like, hey, you want to come on for this? He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm like, it's probably for the better because if uh, Alex gets on, starts smoking cigarettes when we're talking, you know, about to a $700 million company about coming on our <laughs> podcast, they might they might have second, uh, second thought. Hey, but, um, I am well within my rights to smoke cigarettes. And oh, I you will are. Be as professional as possible. When my guest is not only my doll, okay? <laughs> no, I love it. I love it, dude. I, I've smoked, uh, I've smoked cigarettes. So I'm, Bro, I'm if I that. was living in Canada, weed is completely legal throughout the entire country. I would be sitting here smoking weed. But guess what? In the country that I'm currently living in, it's not legal. I'm gonna smoke a couple cigarettes. And I've kind of come to the conclusion that this show 
only works if we're actually who we are. And there's no chance that Matt Dahl and Alex Bates can be anything else than Matt Dahl and Alex Bates. And this won't turn out the same way. It won't work because... Somebody else said Harvey's is bomb. Harvey's is bomb, bro. There we go. Look at my Harvey's support. This is a Harvey's support system. It we, is we should fun. find the director. We should find the director of logistics of Harvey's. at Harvey's in Canada yeah. and, and get him on the show. I'm gonna. I might do some research on that one. But let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's call it a uh, let's call it a show today. It's been uh, it's been fun. I can't sit still no, with me for more than like an hour and a half. So that's no, a great end to the week. Thanks for coming on, bro. I think like at the end of the day. Any bad person in any company or industry, that's what they are. They're a bad person. They don't reflect the company. Massive corporations cannot regulate every single human being. And I mean, in my final words, Harvey's Harvey's is so good. And yeah, let's end it on that. Harvey's, right? Go eat a Harvey's Harvey's burger, guys. Uh, have a Harvey's time. burger. It's a flame grilled burger, and get a poutine, and and that's it. And that's where we're ending it right now. All right, see ya. <laughs>